Yeah, what's Lucy's question there, John? I started with Spaceship in June 2021 for my daughter's savings, now five years, and over time have put in $700. There is now 520. I'm wondering if I should take the 520 and put in in my daughter's Great Southern Bank, which I made for the 5% interest. I don't plan to keep adding to Spaceship and I'm being charged minimal fees. I just wondered if I don't plan to add anything, would the 700 even come back and make significant profit or is it better to just use the 5% interest with GSB for my daughter's savings as she grows up, access probably around 16 to 18 years? I'll add money to what whichever account, bank account or investing account is going to be the most profitable for her thanking you. So what would you do in this sitch, Johnson? Look, um, for my kids' stuff, I th- I'm a big set-and-forget type mm. person. It's like, well, okay, it's, it's going to do what it's going to do, up, down, sideways over the next, uh, as Lucy mentioned, like 15, 16 years. Let's just continue to do its thing and not f- fluff around with it and try and find something that's going to outperform it. But, uh, yeah, that that's me personally. What are you doing? Well, I think... Lucy, like many other Australians, had a really good lesson in diversification when it comes to Spaceship and the, um, their investment app and platform. Uh, Spaceship is effectively a, a, an active managed fund um, with an app at the front. And, you know, Lucy's probably had up to a 30% loss uh, because there was such a high concentration to tech stocks. And, you know, before... You know, during COVID, the spaceship portfolio was going up 30% a year and everyone's like, oh, it's doing well, need to get on this. But not some people might have not known that it was highly concentrated to like the NASDAQ 100, which is like the top tech stocks, right? So there's some diversification lessons there. Um, you've got all international, mainly international, and full disclosure, I actually haven't looked at the spaceship PDS for some time. So you've got mainly international, you've got 100% equity, You've got mainly tech and that's a lesson in diversification. So based on the exact question, what I'm probably doing is just leaving it in spaceship. Even and though you're not convinced about the product and its performance? Like do you, do you feel well, that that recovers this, over time? Well, yeah, it will flow into my next question but I think structurally – there's nothing wrong with the investing in tech stocks if you understand yeah. what you're doing and, and all that stuff. It'd be like someone said to you, John, oh, I've, I bought a holiday apartment and it's taken a bath. Do I just piss it off now or just hold on for the next 10 years? And you know what I mean? Like structurally, there isn't anything wrong with the asset class. It was more of a timing of when it was purchased and maybe not understanding the whole portfolio. Yeah. So you've got a couple of options, probably three. I'll make up three options. I'll try and make up four. And I do these on the spot. And everyone asks me, how do you prepare episodes? I'm like, I don't. Um, that's half the problem it? slash half the appeal. Number one, do nothing. Continue building cash in the bank account, as you said. The second option is do nothing and put any new money into a second investment app or something like that that is more diversified. The third option is to sell down the spaceship portfolio, take that loss of say the $200 and find another investment platform solution that has a diversified portfolio for the next few years. So you're technically selling at a loss, but you're putting the money back into the market, right? So then it can kind of 
grow over time. And it's going to take some time to recover 30%, but you know, we've got a long time. The fourth option is to sell down and just put money in the bank account and continue contributing to the bank account. But what I want you to do is probably have a look. Uh, if you haven't already, I did two episodes. Have you listened to them yet, Investing for Kids, John? You said you would. Yes, I, I did. And did I you? No, and I will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said I'll listen and I will. Um, so, yeah, I did two huge episodes about investing for kids and the structure. But that's what I mean. Like I think it's okay and this is for the sake of $200 of a loss, it's not changing your life based on a household income of 80 to 100 grand. Like we take that as a diversification lesson. We go, yep, went a bit too hard, didn't 100% know. Uh, So I'm okay for a $200 lesson, but there's certainly no harm in um, leaving it on that platform and letting it recover over time. Or there's probably a fifth option. You lean into the spaceship platform, you lean into understanding what you're investing in and if it floats your boat, keep investing into it. I don't know. All I know is whatever you decide, $200 sure over $700, call it 30%, whatever you want to call it, that's a big percentage loss. But we need to step back and say that, okay, whoops, that was bad. I need to move on and I've learned about diversification. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, and I think generally the habit is is the winner here, isn't it? That that monthly out-of-sight, out-of-mind amount that goes away is going to be the winner. Not necessarily, yeah, the performance obviously helps and assists that and gives it a, a, a punch in the arm, but yeah, it's not going to define it. You know, after I did those two episodes about investing for kids, I stopped um, investing for my nieces and nephews. Did you? Yeah. Why? They don't need the money. I'd rather <laughs> No, well, like I would rather um, go on an annual holiday with them. Yeah. Like Experiences. Yeah. And, late, and I'm just going to keep building wealth and then if I see a need and I've got the money at the time, then I can give money. Yeah, and I suppose as parents, you, you're somewhat trying to do both, aren't you? Mm. Well, most are. It's like, okay, Yeah, but, that, but that's the whole thing, like, for me talking to you as a parent, because, you know, let me tell you how to parent your kids, John. Let me mm. give you some advice. Well, everyone right? else does, so you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've got no idea, but I'll give you advice anyway. But, like, if John and Amy Pigeon build wealth and are strong financially, there will always be opportunities for their kids to benefit from that. Yes, Regardless of whether we contribute to any kids' fund yes. or not. Absolutely. Yep. And that's yep. kind of where I had resolved. However, some small superficial investment account amounts, even if it's $10 a month, right, mm. that could be a cool tool for kids to be educated and involved with. And that that's the big one for me. Not necessarily yeah. I'm creating wealth over here on the side for the kids. It's more, okay, kids, come along with 
along the ride here. This is what we're doing here and mm. you can see it grow and they're likely, more likely to stay engaged in that mm. process because they know it's going to end up in their pockets. Yes. So superficial amounts for learning but we're just building wealth over here. And even that superficial amounts for learning, you'd probably even, I know yours is in an investment bond, which I talked about on the episode, but I'd probably even just have that in my own name so I don't have to do a tax file number for kids and kids' tax returns Like, because the, the purpose isn't for them to be building wealth. The purpose is for them to be learning and if it's in your name, whatever. Like, Because yeah. it's, it's only going to be superficial tax. amounts in the scheme of things if you take that approach. Now, some people might be like, that's cute, Glenn and John, you dickheads. Sure, I get that. Um, we we want to put decent amounts every month in a kid's investment account. Awesome, knock yourself out. Go back to that. Um, the question we just talked about, once you're educated and you understand and all that and you make a conscious choice, knock yourself out, mm. we can't tell you what to do otherwise. In saying that, if we are dickheads and, and we want to contribute larger amounts, it's pretty exciting to look at how much you contribute and what it's going to be worth in 20 years' time. Mm. If you're starting off when your child's 12 months old and then they turn 21, it's, it's quite an interesting exercise. Okay, so get this. Do you know what I'm going to do? if I do something like this? Because, John, I'm almost getting to my 40th year. Wow. Okay. You vibe me? You vibe? Sort of. That was years ago. Yeah. Yeah, So you're basically past this stage. I like the idea if I was going to spawn and populate the earth with little glens, spread the seed around and all that stuff, What I would probably do, given that I am at the time when I spawn, I will be well over 40 because I'm not doing it in the next 10 minutes or probably next two years. I would probably set up a separate super account in my name just for the kids and put the kids as a 100% binding beneficiary. So if I die, the estate planning sorted, they've got that money. And then after age 20, I'll be over age 60 Ta-da, tax-free withdrawal. Mm. So that is a legitimate option, people, if you are spawning the earth and you are over 40. So the moral of the story, don't have kids till you're plus 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> yeah.